I'm sad. Uh, well, now I'm into anger. Actually, if you can tell, like I'm, I've I've passed, like <laughs> I'm in that stage of the grief. Thing. He is angered. Hello and welcome to episode 32 of the Unrenowned Podcast, where we talk about Siege, what we like about Siege. What we don't like about Siege, that's my part. I apologize. I almost stole it from you. (laughs) No, yeah, and and that's, that's, like, I saw you, my brain was attached to yours, and I saw you doing that, like, through the brainwaves. I'm Ryan. I'm Chris. (laughs) (laughs) We got stuff to talk about today, because there's new designer patch notes, or designer notes, uh, which also comes with updates to operators and stuff mm-hmm. very very sad thing to discuss there i am in mourning right now um is there anything else is that pretty much the the feature i mean yeah that, 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 that's the feature why that stop doing that why oh, I, I get excited <laughs> and uh um okay so yeah that's going to be our main point today but before you get into that let's talk about our community play day that we had this past weekend it was super fun it was way fun yeah, so uh, for those of you who were there and joined us, thanks a lot. We had probably, we probably had like 12 people that had cycled in and out throughout the night, and then we mm-hmm. had a couple of people that didn't quite make it in because we were full, so. Yeah. Um, but hey, yeah, thanks to all of you guys who came. It was a blast. Um, so just to give a sort of rundown what we did, but like we played just kind of some like Road to SI basically rules games, which was a lot of fun. We got to pick the maps we got to play on and all that, so that was super fun. Um but then we did some cool stuff like well, we did like some silly stuff where we were doing like knives only and pistols only and shotguns only. Actually, shotguns only on favela. Yes. The only good way to play that map. Oh, no gadgets either. No reinforcements. No gadgets. Super fun. Super, super fun. But uh, one thing we did that was really interesting was we simulated if castles barricades could not be breached with uh, explosives and had to be breached with hard breach. Right. So um, what we did is we said, okay, Castle can only use two barricades. Mm-hmm. He can't move them. Uh, and they can only be breached by Thermite or Hibana. And or I Maverick. guess Maverick, but nobody ended up doing that. No. Um, and we played on Clubhouse. Mm-hmm. And it was very interesting. So give me your thoughts first. What did you think? Okay, so we I first was on the team that was playing against it. And at first I just thought, like, well, we just won't go that way. Like, it's kind of just... Well, my actually, okay. My first thought was, well, let's just blow these barricades up. Like, let's just do that. And I was like, well, actually, we don't even need to go that way. We'll just go another way. So it kind of like blocked off a route that we would normally mm-hmm. go and we'd do yeah. something else instead. Um, and then shortly afterwards, we realized that when Thermite was putting on the charge, there was really no way for Thermite to breach it. So it became like a, because you'd shoot his feet, right? You'd right. break his toes. And so it became kind of like a, okay, well, you need Habana and you have to have Thatcher too. Like those were must picks because the only way to break it now was Habana. And the only way to make sure that the mute jammer was gone was Thatcher. Mm-hmm. And so it was like, it was cool. Well, you could, you could do Twitch. You do Twitch. Yeah. I mean, you, you can get rid of a mute jammer with anything yeah, just the same right. way. Right? Yeah, yeah. But it was, Habana was like a must pick. And so we started talking about like, well, in the pro leagues, like what would happen? They'd have to, they'd have to ban Habana or Castle. Like, mm-hmm. if Castle was picked, Havana would be the only one. If she was banned, it was like, okay, well, then you had to ban Castle. Right. Um, and so what we, what we were thinking is the best way to make that, like, good, because it is good. It's a really good buff to Castle. 
And we were thinking the best way to do it is just to extend the barricade to the floor so that Thermite can actually do something about it. Because mm-hmm. how it is now, it's like a reinforced wall that you can see through and get an angle on, but we can't really do anything about it. Yeah. So, well, okay. So here's the thing is I think that's only true in like certain spots, right? So, so where that, where that happened and where that was a problem was coming in from dirt tunnel into the basement objective of clubhouse. Mm -hmm. Right. And so like I planned that in my mind because I knew that was going to be a problem. Yeah. Right. So as, as the castle, I went and I actually the first time I went into dirt to try to like contest you guys and you guys were like, were already in there by the time I came out. So I just got murdered. (laughs) So that was bad. But the second time I just put the, the barricade up to start with, um, and then I just, I just puppy guarded it. And so like Mm -hmm. when you guys came, it was really easy to shoot that thermite. And just the way that is where it's a, it's an upward, or I guess a downward angle for you guys coming down mm-hmm. to the door. There's no way for you to lie down and see me. Right. Right. And so like, it's just that specific spot. It completely shuts that down. If you don't have a Hibana. Right. Right. And so that was great. Like, that's exactly what I wanted it to do. Mm-hmm. And that's what it did. And it, like, it was really awesome. Um, I don't think it should stretch all the way to the floor because number one, that actually nerfs like your drones getting in. Yeah. Right? I think that's so, good though. But I don't because then like how are you going to breach it if you, there if we put a jammer there and you need to get a, a twitch drone in or something like you have to go all the way around use Thatcher or like yeah you can get so then, through, well, like, drone even, holes the twitch drone then you're saying even more that it has to be Thatcher that you pick I feel like well yeah I mean the, it's the same like you can because sometimes mute jammers are in a spot where you can't get a twitch drone in right yeah like a lot of times with the castle barricades you can't see the twitch drone like you can't get it in anyway and so like I think it's just you just put the twitch drone through a drone hole instead. Yeah, so, like, I guess, I mean, like, on Windows, that's basically how it is, right? Like, there's no feet to shoot or whatever. I think, well, I think, too, like, even if it was an even floor, Mm -hmm. if you're already laying down and holding the angle, like, we have to crawl in. You can start seeing, like, our gun, like, our elbow and our shoulder before we're able to, like, actually see you. And we don't know where you are, right? Like, you know where we're going to come from. We have no idea where the other person is on this side. I feel like it encourages that more pixel peaking that i hate in siege where it's like these tiny little pixels that you're trying to shoot through sure um one caveat to this whole discussion is that we only did this for one game and only on yeah, one and map only on clubhouse yeah right so like it's i mean it's not exactly and obviously we're not pro players so it's i mean it's right. not exactly like a a real test case but it was interesting it was interesting um i don't know like i think i think that meta would develop around that right like i mean yes. just like echo is now right where it's like you cannot plant if Echo's on the objective with his drones, right. right? And it's like the meta now develops around, okay, we have to locate Echo first or we have to bring IQ or like, you know, like mm-hmm. you have to do different things because there's this new operator who shakes things up. Right. Um, and that's that's true with tons of operators mm-hmm. who come into the Mira, right? Yeah. When Mira came in, she completely broke approaching uh, hard walls. Yeah. Right. And so like, um, I, I, I think that that's what you would see is like, I mean, I can't, I can't lie down in the middle of the, uh, armory objective of clubhouse every single round and expect right. that to work. Like, right. right? Like this, this is not going to work. Right. Um, and I th- like, especially cause there's soft. Well, no, there's not soft ceilings above me. Is there soft there ceilings is. right there? Yeah. Uh, right above where you are. Yeah. I think that's hard. Right. Where I was like sort of in that. Cause I think it's actually outside where you were like above you is outside. Yeah. Like coming uh, like straight, a little straight bit. in front of the dirt tunnel. I think yeah, that's I think all just hard. a little bit by so you. It's I mean, yeah, there's you that could trap get door from the hatch. Yeah, that you could get them from. Yeah, I'm or, sure or pushing a fuse blue. over there would uh, one would bounce that way. Right. Like, and I don't. Yeah, I I think, and also like maybe if you did a maverick, if you yeah. came in with a maverick and put some holes in, like you could probably 
uh, stop me that way. But yeah. like, I, I agree. Like it, it's a super hard nerf to like a thermite trying to get in mm-hmm. that way. Um, but I think that's what it should be. It should be something that actually shuts down a route. Yeah. You know, and I don't know. Like I, I think it's a good idea at least. Yeah. Something it would worth fun, playing it'd be with. fun to see it tested more. Yeah. I, I actually, what I'm going to do is I'm going to put together like a little short clip of that. Of, of like the the different times where it mattered in mm-hmm. the round and just put that up on the subreddit and see if like people have any thoughts on it um yeah. and there were other times too like there was one where like we were down to last guy and it was a Zofia and like she dropped down um to to go push cash room from the window and then there was a castle barricade and we're like oh you can't breach it dude like yeah. even though you're Zofia and you easily could like yeah. nope you gotta go around and so like it it was so cool just to see it like completely shut down a route the way that you f- sort of feel like castle does if you don't like like in, until you think about it a little bit more and realize like oh actually he's totally useless yeah. <laughs> um i don't know i i thought it was very good and very interesting i think the only thing that could really help us in that situation like with testing it more is just more options in custom games like yeah. what if we could edit castle and make his barefoot stretch <laughs> i mean that's that's, a, <laughs> that's, asking, uh, that's asking for a lot no i'm yeah. kidding but, uh, but it would be cool to have more like i I felt more during that. I was like, it'd be cool to have more options in these custom games. Oh, absolutely. Like- and like doing that, it was like, and we've done custom games before, but this is the first time that we actually had like a full group, like playing real custom games. Yeah. And it, it just made me realize like how bad the custom game settings are. Yeah. It, I mean, it, it seems like a hundred percent they're designed around tournaments where yeah. you set up like a playlist and you go through all that. But like when you're just trying to play games together, it's like super difficult. You have to like go and set up the games ahead of time and you have to pick the maps you want ahead of time. And, like, if you don't, then you have to, like, go back out of the squad and, like, edit the game type and, like, recreate it. It's, like, this is so, like, cumbersome, you know? Like, like it reminded me almost of, like, Halo 1, where Halo 1 was even way better than this. Like, in Halo oh, 1, yeah. you would create the game type ahead of time. And then, of course, you could pick it and choose your map. And so, like, that was yeah. one thing that was that made way more sense. Like, I don't understand why the, the rules yeah, of the why... game are, are bound to the map. Right. That doesn't make any sense. But... So, so that was one thing. But then, like... In Halo 1, it's like, oh, well, if we decided actually, like, having everybody camoed on this game isn't as fun as we thought it would be, so we're going to switch that. Like, you would have to back out, edit the game type, and save it, whatever. Whereas, like, with Halo 2 and beyond, they went like, oh, let's just, like, you can pick your game type, and then you can go edit the settings, like, just without saving it, like, overwriting your game, right? And so you could just edit it on the fly as you were playing, which is, like, way cool. But, like, it just reminded me of that. Like, this is so archaic, the way that you're making me, like, back out, like edit this saved thing, overwrite it, and they come back and like reinvite everybody to the game. Like, this is archaic. I cannot yeah. believe you're making me do this. What would be way cool too is if they let you like do more than just 10 people. Like, what if we could have 15 people in there? Yeah. And then what if we could have it be like, we just want one attacker and we want 12 defenders? Yeah. Like, how fun would that be? Yeah, that too. Because like, like we, we had, we've talked about this before. We developed a game called Cav Hunter mm-hmm. where like we switched the roles of attack and defense and like Cav was by herself and had to like go outside the attackers would come inside and try to hide from her and then she'd have to go hunt them all down right yeah like we're like oh we should do something like that and they're like oh we can't really because you can't do like uh asymmetric teams yeah like you're stuck with five on five that's all you get yeah yeah it would be fun to i mean and even like like what if we could have like an 8v8 game like it would be crazy and nuts right. and like it might break siege but let us break siege yeah like let us break the game yeah we're in custom like, games you, like, can, we want. you can put on there like satisfactory that they, they say we support four player multiplayer but you could do as many as you want they should do the same thing like hey we support 5v5 
well, we'll let you go where you want, but just so you know, our game's not built for that. Right. We're like, okay, well, now we know. Right. Your game might break it. 15 totally. versus 15. But... And, and it'd be sweet just for little things. Just like, let me have infinite ammo or let me yeah. like, let me say, I don't let know. Let me like... increase the speed of the operators. Let me do yes. like a headshot damage multiplayer changer. Yes. Let it's, me make it's feet. very limited. Yeah. It's not designed for like. To have fun. In custom games. For like old Halo custom games, right? Yeah, like you no. remember Halo Three and Halo Reach lobbies where people Ooh. would do custom games, and there was like this, these insane game types. So much fun. Same with like StarCraft and like all kinds of online games that allow you to mess with the rules. But Siege just doesn't have it, and it's sad because I think Siege has a good sandbox. Yeah, you know, like it's actually one of the big AAA titles that doesn't have like a good custom. I guess Battlefield. But, like, Call of Duty has a really good custom game system. Do you have people playing Michael Myers and stuff in there? Halo, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, those are basically the main games. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, it was a good time. I think does, too. I don't know, but... What was what this? Counter-Strike? I'm not uh, 100% sure, but I'm pretty sure that you have. I don't remember. Anyway. Anything else from the community play day? No, it was way fun. It was, like, seriously, there were lots of people that said it was, like, the most fun that they've had playing Siege in a long time. Yeah, so. it was fun. Because we did serious games, like, serious tactical games, and, mm-hmm. and, like, that was a lot of fun. And then we did a bunch of silly stuff, and we experimented with stuff. Did we do... Was there something else that we tried? Like, an experimental thing? Or no? I, I don't think, think it was so. it. But super, super fun. Okay, so let's get into these um, designer's notes. Let's actually start with... Uh, the updates that they're talking about, and then we'll get into the like win, and, win and rates and pick rates and stuff. Sounds good. So, lion stuff. This is the same as before. We'll just go real quick. Replace the scan outline by a red ping debuff. Reduce the ability warning from three to one and a half seconds. Reduce the scanning from four to two seconds. Reduce the ability cooldown from twenty-seven to fifteen seconds, and increase the number of charges from two to three. So this is the same thing that we've had in the test server for several weeks. They said basically we like it. We're doing it. Um, also side note, this stuff is coming into the test server when, yeah, I think it's already there. Is it already there? Pretty sure. Okay. And then did they give us, they didn't give us a release date for real. No. Okay. But probably within the next two or three weeks. Yep. Um, Capitao also hasn't changed since the last update with him. So damage per tick down from 19 to 12 size of the area of effect increased. It takes two seconds to reach its maximum area of effect size. And the arrow follows a straight trajectory up to 10 meters. After that, they will fall. So like a, a bullet drop type of mechanic. Mm-hmm. Have you actually played that? No, I couldn't. Like I tried to play, but it, yeah, you couldn't find a game. And then the custom and it, matches. And it doesn't let you do in custom matches. Yeah. Which is so stupid. Like whatever. Um, yeah, Nomad okay. and Ying are both in those patch notes that we read last week. So Nomad, there's an idle sound now for air jabs that are activated. Yep. And they've replaced Reclaimer with stun grenades. And then Ying, instead of it being opposite of grenades, you cook it longer, then it goes off after time. Whereas letting it go right away would... Sorry, I said that backwards. Cooking it longer would make it go off right away. Whereas letting it go right away, it would take time for it to... Ying. Uh, I think you still said it backwards. <laughs> no, so right now, when you cooking, let it go right away, then it goes right, off right yes. away. No, no, no. When you let... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah Right yeah. now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And in the patch, you let go right away. It takes right. time like Yeah, so now away. it cooks the same way that frags cook. Uh, much more intuitive. Okay, here's the changes. Kaid. Uh, they've reduced the TCSG-12 total ammunition to 51 from 61. So that's the shotgun went down by 10 total rounds. The DMR, really. Uh, yeah, <laughs> the slug shotgun, and then the uh, wait—is it slugs? Yeah. Okay. 
the Age 3 damage is increased to 33 from 27. A good change. Very good change, because his Og has been super... Yeah, it was awful. It's such a problem. It's not good, and no. this is much just, better. He's not really, like, the best in general, so... No, he's not. He needs a weapon buff for sure. Yeah. And then he needs to get his third artillery. back. Yeah, he needs his third artillery again. Ugh. I don't understand why, why... I still don't get it. I, I am mean, so happy, though, that... I don't think we ever talked about this... Because we mentioned how, like, what's the chance that Mozzie loses his third drone yeah, thing? Yeah, he, he kept it. He, he didn't keep it. it. Yeah, Good. I was surprised. Thank you. Um, Kaid needs his back. But yeah, back to Kaid. I mean, maybe maybe I'm just not good enough, and that's probably the case. It's probably, like, I mean, yeah. Pro League, if he had three, it would be insane. Yeah, Ryan sucks, anyway. Yeah, that's true. But uh, but I don't know. I, th- I think he should have three. Um, so what they said about that was they wanted the the reduction of the slugs was to make players choose between destroying soft walls and using the weapon as a weapon to kill people, which doesn't seem like it's going to do that because 51 rounds in a shotgun is still a ton of rounds. Yeah. I don't really understand what that's even about. And then does like, do slugs even do significant damage to walls? I'm not hundred percent sure. Cause I don't, I never play vigil and I don't play Kaid. So I don't think they do. Maybe I'm wrong, but I think it's just kind of a one hole thing. One bullet hole. Yeah, I'm not sure. I don't. I don't think it's like a regular shotgun where you shoot it and it makes a huge hole in the wall. But I could be completely wrong. Okay. Anyway, there's that. Um, and then yeah, the AG three good buff. Good job. Let's go to Blitz next. Yes. So he has his flash time to cool down increased from two seconds to seven seconds. So there is no more of flash from Blitz. You like kind of get away and then flash again, and you kind of get away, flash again. No. Yeah. Now he flashes you once, he has one chance to kill you before you're really screwed. Right. Good. No. <laughs> I disagree. Oh, I like. <laughs> I think uh I think two to seven is way overcorrecting. Two to seven's a lot. That's true. I think that's a ton. Yeah. Like I think the real problem here is that Blitz sprints, and that's mm-hmm. like that's a problem. Blitz can sprint um, with the shield up and he's a two speed now. Right. Which I, I actually I actually like it. Um I actually like the mechanic a lot, but like the frustration that people are feeling is not about the flash. The frustration is about blitz sprinting at you and meleeing you. I think it's the inconsistency as well. Like you feel this more as blitz, but also on the other side, sometimes you feel like you can kill him easy. And other times it's like, he's invincible. Right. And as blitz, especially sometimes it's like, okay, they're shooting me through my shield. Like what am I supposed to do? And other times it's like, I'm invincible. They can't touch me. I think that's part of the problem is just the inconsistency with blitz to be a blitz main right now. You just have to have like, ungodly amounts of patience just to be able just to like look past the two out of every seven rounds that you just completely get screwed by the game not recognizing that your shield is bulletproof you know <laughs> and like and like and then just like persist through that for the rounds that you're gonna run in and melee the whole team right uh but man yeah two to seven like that's such an overcorrection it's the same as the 15 shocks to five shocks for twitch's shock drone Right, like everybody's like fifteen to five, like are you, like yeah. she wasn't like that op. She like she was fine, so like I don't know. I think like in increasing this the cooldown by a factor of three and a half. I mean, come on, like really? Why can't we go two to four, two to five first, and see how that yeah. goes? And then if we still need, I yeah, don't know. two to seven is a lot. That's true. That, I, that's my problem with it. I, just I feel like, like the idea. I like the idea that they don't want you to be able to be like flashed, flashed, flashed. Right. But then that that could be him like flashing someone and then that fight being completely over. And like four seconds later, you still can't flash someone else that's running the room. It's like, yeah, okay. I don't know. I, I like I just feel like 
it, it should be about like small tweaks and not like sweeping changes like that. I don't think it's a good way to approach balancing. I'm not yeah. a game developer. <laughs> it was, that's what they've normally done, right? They've usually done like these small little tweaks. Yeah, in most cases. And, and I like to see that. But anyway, like, I mean, if it's a complete rework, that's one thing. But Echo. IQ can now detect Echo when he's using his PDA. So that's just a minor uh, minor change. Yeah, I'm excited for that one, actually, though. Like, I'm excited to try to play IQ. IQ like, if they're playing Echo. Echo, I'm like, okay, I'm going to play IQ. Like, I'm sick of this. And that's that's more when you had the road to SI rules where you'd play attack, attack, attack. Because right. it was easier to be like, okay, F you, Echo. I'm playing IQ now. Like, right. you're screwed. I mean, yeah, you don't really do that. Because you forget, like, you've played defense down your back. Like, oh, yeah, they're doing the stupid Echo thing, you know? Yeah, I really wish they would make that. If, if there was, like... I, don't know. I almost said TV. if there was one rule change from SI, that's what I would pick. Yeah. And I don't think that's true because there's I like I really like the smaller map pool for one thing. Oh yeah. But is that a rule of Road to SI? Well yeah, it's a, it's a playlist part. I mean it's it's a rule. Yeah. yeah. Oh, like like for the maps, you mean? Yeah. Yeah, I guess I don't know. Season two, baby. We'll see what happens with ranked. Oh, yeah, I hope. I hope Road to SI influences ranked a little more. Okay, here is why I'm warning, guys. And you can probably guess if you don't already know. My boy Maestro got a little nerf, and it's kind of significant. Kind of a big nerf, yeah. Yeah. So, okay, to reduce the effectiveness of his evil eyes, the bulletproof windows will now be halfway opened when affected by EMPs or shock drones. So, essentially, Twitch can send in a shock drone, shock the evil eye once, the bullet windows open, and they can shock it again to kill it. Yeah. with within as long as it takes her taser to recharge, which is what like two and a half seconds, maybe if that like, pew, pew. uh, so that's a shame. Like, uh, Twitch is now a hard counter to Maestro, mm-hmm. which sucks. And then Thatcher, with a simple EMP that like, I mean, I throw EMPs at like much less uh important things than evil eyes all the time. Yeah. You know, and it's going to open it up for anybody on the team to be able just to shoot it for 10 full seconds because the stun of an EMP and a shock drone lasts for 10 seconds. Yeah. That's insane. Okay. So that's my real problem with it. And, and let me, I mean, let me say, first of all, we all know I'm a maestro main, right? So of course, like I don't want my guy to get nerfed and I've been talking about how he's OP for, for weeks and weeks and weeks. So, you know, I get it, but also I'm a Thatcher main and like as a Thatcher main, I'm saying like. No, that's way too long that I can stun this thing with an EMP super easily and then it's open for 10 seconds. I have 10 full seconds to like to get to a spot where I'm safe to shoot at it. And he and he can't even see me during that time, right? Yeah. Like that's just way too long. I feel like this this is a fine change, but they need to reduce that uh stun time to like 5 seconds at the max. Yeah, I agree. I think it's good that Thatcher and Twitch can actually do something about the Maestro Evilize mm-hmm. now. I think it's bad that Twitch can actually kill it with her drone alone. I don't think her drone should be able to kill it by just the windows being open and shooting yeah. it. It should just stun it for longer, I think. Mm-hmm. I think it should take a bullet. Um, but the problem is that, yeah, he can, she can shock and kill it, and then he can get it from outside and 10 seconds later come in and still shoot it. Right. And it's like, I think he should be able to shoot it, but I think it should be not for 10 seconds that it's stunned that way. Yeah. Of course, we haven't actually played this yet, so you know you, you kind of have to reserve judgment until you've actually done it. But I, I, uh, I like, and I've, as a Thatcher main, I've been saying for a long time, like, Hey, I'm really sick of things being indestructible to Thatcher's EMPs, you mm-hmm. know, like can, can these things actually please do something? 
Yeah. Right. And so like, I love that change on the Thatcher side, but I still think it's way OP for Thatcher to be able to 10 seconds. Yeah. 10 seconds is just a really long time. It's just too much. Uh, and the other thing, which I, t- I hesitate to say this because the PP, uh, but Maestro's OPness is not because of the evil eyes. Like those are part of it, but it's mostly because of the Alda. Yeah. Right. Like it's an 80 round LMG with an egg hog and it's a laser. Yeah. And it does a lot of damage. Yeah. Like that's, that's why he's OP. That's why he's so like, good. He's an anchor with this insane gun and then like a great gadget to like know that they're coming in and exactly where yeah. from and be able to soften them up a little bit. Right. So like the evil eye is not nothing, but the I don't Alda know. Like, it's the, the Alda. Like biggest thing. You should take the ACOG off the Alda. If like, if I'm being honest, yeah. which please don't, <laughs> but, but if I'm being honest, like the evil eyes are not the problem. Especially, I mean, like I've said this before, you got Ash, you got Sledge, you got Zofia, who can all kill it like without a second thought, right? Right. And then anybody who has frags. So, and and, like those guys are picked frequently. Ash and Sledge, come on. And Maverick. And Maverick, yeah. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I don't know about that. So, I'm sad. Uh, Well, now I'm into anger, actually, if you can tell. Like, I've I've passed, (laughs) like, I'm in that stage of the grief thing. He is angered. In, the mor- in that stage of mourning, I am I am an angered. But okay. So then some notes they gave on uh, changes from last time. Doc and Rook they had the MP5 damage decrease. They said their pick rates and win ratios both went down a little bit. They remain solid anchors. They're much happier about where they are now. And then Ash, the removal of the ACOG um, on the R four R4C. R4C. Yeah, R4C. Uh, was an attempt to reduce your pick rate. We removed a popular attachment that was unnecessary to a role as an opener. Following an impressive drop of 20% in her pick rate, she remains a very popular attacker and her win ratio has even improved. So oh, this, I didn't think this before, but reading that again, it almost sounds like there's thinking about she still needs a nerf. Following an impressive drop of 20% in her pick rate, she remains a very popular attacker and her win ratio has even improved. Um... Yeah, that is interesting. Doesn't that sound like they're almost saying, like, uh, well, she might need a little more? Could be. I'm also confused. So I noticed this just now. I'm looking at the charts. Yeah, so let's get into the charts. Her win ratio did not improve. Well, her win ratio, I don't know what that... Does that coincide exactly with win delta percentage? Uh, Yeah, it should. Okay, because it did not improve. It... Right. According to the charts they gave us, her win delta went from 1% down to 0.5%. Yeah. And the 20% drop in pick rate is accurate. Right. But uh, so unless they're referring to a different statistic that we don't have here, which may be like maybe overall win rate among all ranks or something. Because, yeah. um, of course, this is just platinum and diamond on this chart. But I wish they would give us everything. Like, why not? It would be nice to see. I don't, I don't know. They probably don't want people like overreacting to like the differences and yeah. then like crying about nerfs and buffs because of certain whatevers. But uh, yeah, like. So that's confusing because it looks to me like her wind delta actually went down. Right. But okay, so let's go through these attackers. What's interesting here? Uh, what do you want to call out here? I don't know. So, I mean, the one thing is with Ash dropping 20%, Twitch is now the most picked attacker. So Twitch didn't actually move that much on the chart. She went up from about 50% pick rate to 55 But with Ash dropping 20%, Twitch is now on top. So I think mm-hmm. uh, 
Twitch is probably in line for a similar nerf. I would not be surprised to see the ACOG come off of Ref 2. Would you agree? Yeah, I could see it happening. I, I would guess that's where a lot of these Ash players have moved to. Yeah, and I, I'm kind of hoping that it, that's happening. I'm I'm just sick of the ACOG, like, I don't know, it's not a circle jerk. It's the best attachment to have on a gun, but yeah, it's just like a new sick of that just being like the default choice. Yeah. I'm I'm trying to look at and see like who else's pick rates have gone up. Uh it looks like IQ has gone up from uh just under twenty percent up to like almost thirty percent. So I wonder if a lot I mean she's a three speed as well and she has ACOGs. So I wonder if uh some of those Ash players have moved to IQ. Could be the also interesting, Montaigne used to have a positive wind delta last season and now oh, yeah. he's actually dropped to negative one percent. He went from positive 0.5% to negative 1. Yeah, that's a big drop. And nothing changed with him. Um, I'm trying I don't to think know if anything changed a, on defense that would have... I mean, there's Mozzie, but that's the only... Yeah, it doesn't seem like anything. That's weird. I mean, some, people just jump around. I think like the, these charts are like... It's it's deceptive because they've zoomed in so far on the numbers, right? Like the, the yeah. scale is so small that it looks like it's a huge change, but really like going from you win 1% more than you lose yeah. to like you lose 1% more than you win is like a very minor change. Right. So like, I think what that really says is that overall, like the balance is pretty good in siege because like these people all fall within these like pretty small range of numbers. But like, I mean, yeah, people just sort of move up and down. It's not always easy to pinpoint what exactly happened. Uh, Gridlock is new on the chart, and she is down at a 5% pick rate, but about 0.75 win delta. Yeah. So, so I, she just wasn't that excited. She was exciting when we heard about her, and exciting when we first saw her, and then you started playing her, and you're like, eh. Yeah, to be honest, I was more excited for her than Mozzie to start with, like, oh, before really? I played her. Um, I think, anyway, but, like, yeah, like she, it just doesn't pan out the way that I expect it to ever. And like, she's because of like the one speed as an attacker. Like, I just don't have the patience to to like play that long enough to really figure her out. I need to. I've realized like I need to start like choosing an operator or two and just like focus on them and learn them. Like a lot of these newer operators, I just haven't really taken time to like really get them down. Yeah, and because I like I jump around so much, and it's just like I just need to like stop and like learn somebody and. And have a better understanding of how they work. Um, what's interesting is Finka's like way up there. Like she's not picked that often, but she wins a lot. Yeah, she does. Uh, and that makes sense. It makes complete sense. But and I'm I'm glad because I don't feel like she's OP. Honestly, I don't feel like she's like like the thing. I think that bugs me more than anything. It's not that someone's OP. Like Ash didn't bug me playing against Ash. What bugs me is when it's like unfair or like. It makes me mad to play against the like Dokubi, right? Like she wasn't really OP before, right? Somebody like, who's frustrating to play against, just frustrating, and it's like yeah. I don't want to play against people that are just annoying to play the game against, right? Like especially as a new player playing against some of those people, like Dokubi or Jackals, like this is literally the worst experience in the whole entire world. Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, and they've said that a few times, like in reference to Lion, for example, they've mm -hmm. said like Lion's really not OP. We're like we're just trying to make him less frustrating, right? And he's not like he's negative, right? Yeah. He's very, I mean. Part of it's like people just don't pick lion because they know everybody hates lion. Like especially right. in these ranks, they just don't do it. And so he's like, but he's like five percent picked, ten percent picked, and like losing. 
Yeah. I think that's going to change actually a lot. I'm ex- I think he's getting a buff, honestly. It's a buff. Yeah, in some ways I think it totally is. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, just to make it less frustrating. It's less frustrating. The thing about like Finca, like she's in the same spot as Rook, and I think it's for the same reason. So they're both like super high win rates but not very high pick rates. Um and I think it's that like yeah, it's helpful because it buffs the whole team. And so, of course, like when you buff all five of the people, like instantly without like any real penalty, yeah, like of course that that's going to make you win more. But like, what's interesting about both of those people is you can't tell on the other side when that made you lose the round, right? Sure. There's no indicator that somebody has rook armor on when you're shooting sure. at them. It's not like like on Call of Duty Four when you shot at somebody who had juggernaut. You, you got get the little, little juggernaut symbol, symbol, and every single time you be like. Oh, that freaking noob. He's yeah. using Juggernaut. That's why he won. And it's like, but I'm using stopping power. Like, I'm doing extra True. damage with True. every single shot. Like, so really, he's just countering the the perk that everybody else uses. The, uh, oh, wait. Was the, was the ump in COD 4? Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, I think so. Maybe not. I think so. AK-74 was in COD 4. The AK-74 yes. with stopping power was like, it was one of the ones that you wouldn't have to use stopping power on yes. because it was already good enough. Yeah, it was godly. But with stopping power, it was like two shots. Yeah, fails. it was so good. But yeah, I mean, that's the thing. It's just like, there's no indicator that like you won because that guy, or you lost because that guy was boosted by Finca. Right. And was able to like just laser on you. Yeah. So I, so that's like why it's not frustrating. That's why nobody's looking at this and going like, oh my gosh, Finca is so OP. I knew it. Like, you know, it's just like, right. you just don't notice it. Um. So that's interesting. Uh, okay, the rest on this attacker chart. Nomad, Sledge is not right in the crosshair anymore. No, Sledge has has been bumped. I think I think a lot of these people who have good guns with ACOG, well, they all have ACOGs, but a lot of these people I think have been affected by Ash Mains starting to pick different yeah. players. Yeah. So you see a lot of these pick rates like Thatcher and Sledge. Those They both have the L85 with an ACOG, which is a really great gun. And so both of them have moved up a bit. Which is good because I, I I I don't want to offend anybody on the podcast, but I hate those Ash Mains. <laughs> like they're literally they're playing Call of Duty with Ash, right? Like, it, I mean, and that's not all Ash Mains, right? Like, no, it's not. But, but it is frustrating when you have that that prototypical Ash Main who's just like they're running in, they're not stopping for anything, they're running into Capkin traps, they're yeah. not droning, they're not QEC using, spamming, they're not working with the team. It's just like, gun work, dude, just gunplay, bro. And they're good at aiming and stuff, but that's not what should make you win in Siege. Right, and when it doesn't, like it, it'll work at at lower ranks, but then you get to a point where people know how to play the game, and that's not going to cut it. Yeah. Uh, Nomad shot up a little bit both in both stats, and she did she have any changes? No, I don't think she did, but she's getting nerfed, so that that's actually interesting. Uh, and then last thing I want to point out is Fuse jumped up in win rate by like a percent and a half. Yeah, we're just random. Like okay. He, like his his pick rate is still the lowest, but somehow he's like winning way more. Well, it's actually really interesting to me is how low Jackal is in in win rate. He's like he's on the bottom of the chart. Yeah, he's quite low, which is surprising because he's like the most frustrating playing thing to play against in the world. Yeah, I I don't know why that is. I wonder if part of it is just like jackals will get to they'll get tunnel vision. They do. Um. And then also there's almost like, I saw somebody saying on the subreddit, like, well, Jackal sort of can inadvertently give away his own position when he scans you, you know? Yeah. So like if you're somebody who like ran up to get a hatch and then you ran right back and like you took the same path both ways and you get scanned and you're like, okay, he's either in here with me 
or he's up on that hatch. So now I know where he is and I know where he's probably going to come from. Yeah. Right. And so like, I think in that way, maybe that's especially in these higher ranks where they're paying more attention to that. Like, Oh, I got scanned. I know where I was. Right. I know where he scanned me from. Right. Definitely. I think, uh, well, I don't think this is interesting. This is funny. When we were playing our little fun games, we were playing Outback for one of them. Now it's above the objective and I scanned someone and it ended up being alibi. And I was like, Oh, that's Ryan. So I purposely stood there and just scanned him a second time and waited for it to go away and scanned him a third time. I knew it. was so mad. I was so, I knew, I knew it was going to happen too. As soon as I got scanned, I was like, they're going to scan me again because they all know how much I hate being scanned by Jackal. Like I, the community play day was like so meta at just like playing, like getting into my head, like, cause everybody knows how I play and how I feel about things. And it's just like, this is so annoying. I hate this. It was so funny. He was like, who the heck was Jackal? And people were like, Chris. And he was like, I hate you. It's like I know I was just, I wasn't even trying to like kill him. Like I saw him run by under me a couple of times. Like no, he's just staying in the same spot. I scanned him a third time. <laughs> yeah, like, and then they're freaking breaching off the ceiling above me. Like I was just <laughs> running all over the place. I was like, this is so stupid. And I finally found a hard ceiling. I was like, team, is this a hard ceiling or something? Like it's hard. I was like, okay, I'm not moving. That was pretty funny. Uh, okay, let's get into defenders. Okay, defenders, very interesting. My first like thought. Frost. Yeah. She went from 0% up to 3%, which is... Win rate. Win rate, which is more... Like, her pick rate stayed exactly the same, but that's, like, significant. Yeah, and she actually. had no changes. Nope. It, like, it's... Is it just... I don't know. Like, is is it somehow... Like, the, the Rook and Dock anchors are not being utilized as well anymore because of the damage nerf and so now like players are picking frost instead you know like i don't I don't know like what what would cause that and like there's nothing on offense that seems like that would have caused that i think the, oh, the only thing i can think of is just like what we talked about before people like stop thinking about something and then that next season all of a sudden the trapper is all the way at the top right and i think next season we'll see that it drops down again what we what we need to do is pull up have these charts but then have them from previous seasons and previous seasons and previous seasons so we can see them over a long period of time Mm -hmm. um that's the first thing that jumps out at me is that and then they so they said that doc and rook they both dropped which they did this is true they did drop yeah rook dropped significantly he was yeah uh, the highest win rate by far yeah three percent now he's down to just over one and a half percent and frost has surpassed him and kavir is right behind him yep and uh doc has gone negative he was at one point six ish and now he's down to like point negative point one yeah so they they they've definitely changed but i still don't think it's the damage thing i think it just kind of happened i th- i think that they're i think there's like sort of um placebo effects yeah with, with like when they make minor changes like that like i mean that has to affect it and at least a little bit right but it seems like it wouldn't affect it this much well and especially like in these ranks if we're looking at platinum and diamond on pc like these are the guys that are like laser headshot guys with mm-hmm. those mm-hmm. and so it's not like they're really getting that much affected by these damage changes right because they're still one shot headshot machines with these laser mp5s that have acogs um and so i, I think i'm just excited to see the next season see where it is yeah, because I don't think that that damage reduction really did have this effect on it. Yeah, um, Kavera, who got her rework, I want to call it. I'm not going to call it a nerf because it doesn't seem like a nerf to me. No, 
but she got her re- rework last season. She stayed basically in the same spot. Yeah, um, I, I think it's just better. It's the that's another one of those. It was frustrating and stupid, mm-hmm. and now it's less frustrating. And I, right. I made this comment so many times. Like, why is it okay that we have this operator that seven sixteen bolts in her pistol, like fifteen plus one? That does 99 damage. Like, right. how is that not broken? People are like, oh, well, it's not because of damage. Blah, blah, blah. Like, no, yes, it is. Yeah. It like, still does 99 damage. That's like the damage. freaking, the, what's that called in James Bond? The golden gun? Yeah, it's like the golden gun in James Bond. Like, that's yeah. what it is. The golden PP7. Yeah. No less. I mean, <laughs> that, was, that was infinite range, right? But still, it's like, that's broken. Like, that's stupid. Right. And, and, like, and it shoots fast. It's a pistol, so you yeah. can shoot as fast as you can click. Yeah. Right, like no, that's that's not good, guys. Like a pistol shouldn't beat a shotgun. Right, not at right. all. Anyway, so they changed that, and that that was just a frustrating change that was fixed now, and it feels a lot better to play against her. I don't feel like right. I'm. And and the, like the, again, the funny thing is that like sixty five is still a two shot kill. Yeah, I mean, I haven't done the math on like how it works against a three armor or whatever, but like sixty five is still a two shot kill, just like ninety nine is. It's just like. You're not either down to one HP or dead because you stepped on a bandit wire before, right? You know, um, so so yeah, that, that's interesting that she didn't really move that much. I didn't really expect her to, to be honest. Cavmans are going to keep cavmaning, and you know, do what yeah. they do. Uh, and then Mozzie, Mozzie's new, of course. He's pretty much uh, perfect. He's uh, a little bit higher on win rate, but kind of right there in the middle on pick rate. Yeah, he. Uh... I think these new operators, you kind of have to see like the next season where they are. Because um, who came in last season, the season before this? Kaid and Kaid Nomad. Nomad. So Kaid, I guess, kind of stayed. Kaid stayed about the same. Same. He was winning a little more now, but Nomad. Nomad did she, move. Nomad went up on both. She did. See, so I think bit. I think we need to look at the next season and kind of see. It takes people time to understand the meta of them, and it does. It does. Yeah, I think when people start realizing how to help a roamer with the Mozzie drone, like more often, right, it's gonna get like he's and good. and not shooting them when they've been hacked. Like, yeah, come on, guys. That <laughs> Another one. Uh, Jaeger is pulling away on the pick rate. He's up in Ash territory now. He's up at seventy percent pick rate. Um, I saw some discussion of this also on the subreddit, and people were basically saying like, "Well, it's because nobody else does what Jaeger does." You know, like take a, take away his great guns and everything else, like denying frags and all throwables is mm-hmm. a pretty big thing and nobody else does anything like that. Yeah. So I get that. I, I think that's probably true. I think it's because of his gadget, not because of his gun like Ashes probably was. Okay. One quick tactic that I, people probably already do this in these ranks, obviously, because they're way smarter than I am. But when you're playing border and they had that stupid mirror window, that's like, so they're in the armory upstairs. They uh-huh. have that mirror window on those reinforcements and they always have mirror there. Right. So go in a sledge underneath into the ventilation room where that other bomb site is on the first floor. Uh-huh. You can shoot the ceiling and then throw a frag. Perfect. It's like an easy frag hit. You just shoot straight up and then you can throw it right where the window is. Huh. And you can break it with the thing and probably kill Mira. Same so with Buck would be a, even a better Buck is well, Yeah, probably. Buck. Yeah, probably even easier. But it's like, first of all, they're not in that room because why? Why would they be? And it's like off to the side, you can get into it from outside mm-hmm. easily. Right. And then secondly, like, that frag is the best. And the only way that it stopped, we were, we did this on the custom on our um, play day. Mm-hmm. And that's where I like started experimenting with things more. Cause I felt like, like it, it didn't matter, right. If we lost, right. because yeah, it, was it was, just... it was fun because you could do that. Like you, it, it was, everybody was taking it fairly seriously. Mm-hmm. Like at least for the serious games. Yeah. And like, 
and like we were fairly evenly matched right it wasn't like there was a bunch of blowouts or whatever and there was the right ranked rules so mm-hmm. like that was great but then like it wasn't affecting your rank and then like nobody mm-hmm. cared if you died doing something stupid and so right. like i was doing the same thing i was trying new stuff and like some i found some really cool stuff that works yeah and that was one of the ones where i was like oh like this is an easy kill on this mirror and this bandit that had bandit tricking this I threw the flag up there and freaking Jaeger. I'm like, oh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Jaeger. Like I had a really good frag there. That was going to work. I was going to be so happy. Jaeger. Why? Jaeger. Anyway, but that, try that next time you're playing border and they're there or just when you're playing border, just pick sledge and buck and get the opportunity to try it. Cause that's a good kill. I thought you were going to give me some sort of strategy for countering Jaeger's ADS. No, I'm sorry. I mean, shoot him. I mean, I usually pay Thatcher, so it's not really a problem. Yeah. That's, that's my favorite thing like a lot of times you can get two of them with thatcher because they'll, they'll be just close enough or mm-hmm. like he's maybe he's just trying to like completely shut off one zone or whatever but like this is the best thing is when you throw a thatcher at like a garage door or something and you get like three jammers and like two ads's and a goo and it's like oh yes <laughs> that's like, sucks. like i just ruined your whole defense on that side like that's one that's thing. one of the things too like with twitch mains you kind of learn to prioritize things, right? Like, okay, do I kill a stupid Capkin trap or do I like leave that there and go look for the Jaegers? Yeah. Because like the Jaegers are really what's going to hurt your team later on. Right. When they have to like, they have to purposely throw in th- two flashbangs so that they can get the frag in. Right. It's like, cause that's something they do in pro league. They're like, there's an ADS there. And so someone will throw two flashbangs. Right. And then they're they get burning the ADS. Yeah. Um, and so it's like, as a Twitch main, it's like, okay, well I know they have Jaeger, so I'm just going to, leave these capkin traps alone because you can shoot those pretty easily just remember mm-hmm. but uh those ads's they'll get you at the worst time do you think we'll get anybody that does a similar job to jaeger and if so like how how yeah right i don't i don't know like it'd, it'd be interesting if we got how. somebody who like would catch them and throw them back or something yeah that's, that's <laughs> the only thing to think of like some like sort of net that like it attract or like some gravity field that like attracts it and like pushes it back from where it came from yeah like that's the only thing i can think of but yeah, like I, don't, like, I don't know what, like, why would that be picked? Unless you basically just have the same gadget, uh, with, with like different skin. loadouts or like, or yeah. maybe he gets more, but they do fewer, uh, they, they zap fewer things or something. Like, I don't know what else you would do. I mean, the siege team is smart. They'll figure something out, but yeah, that that's one of the few, I think where we don't have like a, a secondary version. Right. Like or a similar, yeah. Like most of these defenders is like they're trappers. It's like okay, let's well you can pick Capcan or you can also kind of pick Frost. Like they're different, but they're in but a yeah, way they, the same. Ellen Goo, right? Grismots and Goo Mines. Yeah. Um. What if what if it was somebody like with an, the active ability to do that? That'd be interesting. I don't know. Like that. That seems like it'd be way inferior. Yeah, it'd be way hard, but. Yeah, I'm trying to like. What if it's like a wearable ADS? What? It's just it's an ADS on someone's head. Yeah, as someone's head. It's just yeah, you're with an ADS for a head. <laughs> what if you could just shoot things out of the air? Yes, an operator that was a special ability. He can shoot frags out of the air. Pew. Um. Okay. Yeah. Frost is still super crazy. She's just like way up there. But she's winning a lot for some I'm reason. Gonna, I'm gonna check. Real fast, I'm gonna check year three, season three, and see where she is. Because if if our hypothesis proves not to be false, yeah, that like I think especially with trappers, you'll see that where they 
they bounce around just as they get less and less picked or whatever. But yeah, I don't know. Like it's just, it's so hard to die to a frost trap, you know, unless, I mean, I, like not that I don't do it all the time, but, but like, uh, it just seems like it's, it's so easy to kill Like coming in from a window. It's so easy to, to take care of it. So in season three of year three, so the season before this last one, uh, she was in the middle of those two. So pick rate basically the exact same, but she's at like 1.5%. So she was at 1.5%. She dropped down to 0%, went back up to 3%. Hmm. If I can... Oh, perfect. The pick rate hasn't changed. Season before that... Oh, gosh! <laughs> oh, calm down. <laughs> season before that, she uh, her pick rate's the same, but she's at negative 3%. Yeah, I remember that. I remember her I being do way down. That. And she didn't change. So it's like... Just as a trap where she's she's being picked the same amount, but it's just like people are noticing them a lot and they're killing them all and it's not doing anything and then people aren't really and then they kind of are and then they're not again. I mean, is it is it just like meta shifting? I like think it is. As, as I think the that's certain spots become like well known, then like the frost start switching up the spots that they're putting them. They're putting the frost mats and like yeah, and I mean to like with different maps, right? Like you mm-hmm. get a new map, and if that's played more often, you see frost putting them in new places, and people aren't expecting them because they're kind of like looking at the map. Sure, actually, that's one thing that would be interesting to to consider is like how the map rotation has changed in ranked um, for each of these, and like how that could be affecting win rates and stuff. Yeah, it, I mean, even looking at the so exactly one year before where we are now, she's at negative one point five when. Hmm. So but the other thing too is like it doesn't necessarily all come down to gadgets, right? Like, I I don't know what else it could be because nothing else has changed. But frost frost uh, main suddenly got better at aiming for <laughs> for a season, and then they stopped. I don't know. But okay, that's it for that. Should we get into some listener questions? Yeah, let's do it. All right. So if you have questions you want to ask us, you can send those in on Twitter at R6Unrenowned or better yet to our Discord server where we have a channel dedicated to it. Also, that is where you will find out about things like community play days and stuff, which were super, which was super, super fun. And so you should join because we'll do more. Yeah. Um, Let me go back one more one yeah, more time. I was just it. looking at some other, other pick rates as I was doing this. So they mentioned how Doc had dropped after that damage thing. He had actually, my computer's dead. He was positive most of the time, but then in year three, season one, he was like right on the line of almost negative pick rate, a little bit lower than it is now. So mm-hmm. it's like, yeah, it dropped this season, but I mean, I don't think that was because of that because he was down there before. Yeah. He'll be back. Yeah. Uh, okay. So yeah, uh, join the discord if you want to ask questions. Also, if you want to follow us, I'm VG fiasco on Twitch and YouTube and he's not paying attention, but he Sorry. is just hello with three O's on the same two platforms on the same two platforms. I'm, so you I can, was... you can follow us there. Um, also I'm planning to put together a, a highlight video of some of the fun we had with the play day. So you can catch up on some of that. If you missed it, we stream stuff there all the time. So it's a fun time, but let's get into these questions for the record. Yes. I wasn't not paying attention. I, my computer died. So I was pulling up Discord on my phone to get podcast questions. Okay. Uh, that will be noted on the record. Thank you. <laughs> okay. Starting with our questions. 
Rush17 mentions how last season he was gold 2, now he's around silver 3 after adjusting his sensitivity. Basically says he feels like he's in a good spot where he's like not like he's trying super hard, but at the same time he's able to teach newer players. He's just in kind of like a liberating like area where he just feels good where he is and he doesn't really care that he's not like trying to get higher. Yeah. And he wants to know if we've ever had this happen to us in a season. I've I, definitely had seasons where I was super low ranked and I felt like I was under. Yes, that's the only thing that I can say is like I didn't care because it was at the end of the season and I was stuck in copper four and I was like, this is garbage, right? Like, right. obviously, I don't blame copper. Like, where I am now, like, I'm we're, we're like gold, gold four, four gold but like, we've been at gold two last season, we were at gold two, right? And we've barely we just got placed this season, like, we barely played, yeah. And so, it's like I've been at that point where I'm at copper four where I don't care, but I don't think I've been at like a rank. I'm like, yeah, this is a good rank for me. Like, I'm good being here because I feel like I'm comfortable. I feel like I'm not, like, sweating super hard every game. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Copper 4 is a different story altogether because then you're in this, like, this ELO hell where there's there's people who are throwing and yeah. there's people who are AFKing and, like, levers and team killers and, like, all this garbage. Where it's like, you're never going to get out of here because nobody else is playing the game for real. Right. Um. So that's just garbage. But, um. but yeah, like, I mean, there's definitely times where I'm, like, in the bronze silver range toward the end of the season. I'm just like, you know what? I'm not getting gold this season. Like, that's fine. I'm just going to like play and have fun. And like, it is fun, right? It's, it's yeah. fun just to play and like to be like better than most of the people in this, in the game, even though I'm ranked the same as them, you know? And just like, what sucks is when you're playing with people who like are bad, but they don't want to learn. Or just playing with people that don't talk. Honestly, that is my biggest pet Th- peeve. That's a huge like, difference between like golden up and like, let's say probably bronze and low silver and below mm-hmm. just the number of people who use a headset right it's like that's the that's the reason why i don't mind like when we play with our friends like they don't play as often as we do obviously so obviously they're not going to be as good because they don't they don't play as often like one of them's trying to get a doctorate degree like right. of course he's way more busy than we are right and so it's like i don't expect him to be nearly as or know the maps as well as i do but right. what's nice is they talk and so it's like i don't mind playing with them and like losing every once in a while because it's fun because they talk and we'd have right. a good time and, and they'll right. accept direction. Right. It's right. like, it's like, no, don't go that way. Nobody's, Sometimes a little too much. There. What do I do? What do I do? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Sometimes it's too much. <laughs> oh boy, guys. I have so many stories about Dr. Camden. <laughs> oh, so many stories. Oh my God. Okay. I'm going to tell one story. <laughs> okay. Just imagine in your head that you're playing, uh, Oregon, you're defending dorms and you don't really know what you should do. And somebody, oh no, 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 you're attacking, you're attacking dorms and you don't really know what you should do. And somebody says, just go fuse the big window. Do do you know what the big window is in dorms? Like, come on. The one window that is like a, like a hot point in every single round that's ever been played on Oregon kids dorms, right? Like every single round, one or two people is pushing that window. And that's like, it's a hot spot every time. Mm -hmm. It's like. And it's the only window up there that you could describe as big. Like, it's just like, and I talk out in this and he's like, I don't know where that is. I was like, the main window, the one where you stand on the roof and shoot. In, I don't know where that is. <laughs> like, Camden, come on. Yes, you do. You know where it is. You know what I'm talking about. It's, it's like, I have to run him over there, ping it. And he's like, oh, okay. And like a minute later, I'm pushing where I'm supposed to be. Right. <laughs> come on, Camden. It's so funny. It's but it's fun. Like I like I don't mind that stuff when it's just like you're playing with people who are talking and like mm-hmm. trying to trying to do the best they can instead of people. Yeah, who and, like not getting dumb. mad at like stupid stuff. Like just having a good time. Yeah, like it's that's great. that's the best. Like I don't mind if I'm losing because I'm having a good time. Like right. that's okay. 
So if you're that kind of player, not because we're goofing off, just because whatever. Because, yeah, because we're just having fun. It's okay to lose when you're having fun. Um, so if you're that kind of person and you are looking for similar minded people, join our Discord because there are tons <laughs> of people there. They're like want they're looking for people to play with and are cool dudes. Yeah. Um, and probably dudettes. We haven't met any dudettes yet. We have not met any dudettes. Are there any dudettes out there? Yeah, I'm actually curious. If you are a girl and you are listening to this and you are in our Discord, or you're not, you should join. But if you are, I'd like, I just, I'd just be interested to hear you, like, to hear if we have any, uh, any of the females listening. Uh, okay, Jukus wants to know what's your favorite music from a game besides Halo. So that hurts. Because... You really cut me off of the knees there, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> um, I have an answer, probably a very similar answer as you do. Age of Empires two. Oh, Age of Empires two is so good. Yeah. So, so there's like a certain category of like game soundtracks that are like really great not be like because the music in itself is great but just because it matches the game so well and mm-hmm. it's so iconic of the game and age of empires 2 is 100 percent that yeah yes wow it's amazing Where, yeah it's just like like if i had never played age of empires 2 i would not be interested in listening to this music but like because i have it's just like man that like that like it's so good <laughs> It's just like, it's just so Age of Empires. Yes, there's so many. Um, yeah, that, I think like the only ones that I'd say are like games that I've played. And like, so I hear that as kind of like a nostalgia right, effect, right? right? And so I like those. That's definitely a huge part of it. So like some of mine like that are Super Mario 64. Same yeah. thing. It's like that music is just, it's weird or whatever, but like it just fits that. So that dun, 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 like it's so good uh just one of my favorites overall mass effect all the mass effect oh yeah mass effect soundtracks are good so good yeah they are they really are that uh there's i don't know what the name of the song is but it's like one of the songs at the very end of mass effect 3 i think it's like super good it's like super gets you like kind of pumped up for like the last fight Mm -hmm. it's good yeah it's good um skyrim is also good i don't actually even like the game but like the soundtracks really, have you really like good. really played the game uh no i played fallout and i really didn't like fallout oh so, yeah i don't like fallout either so i don't but expect i would like skyrim i like it much. tried i like started playing skyrim and it it kind of feels like shadow of mordor honestly like i haven't played shadow of mordor but, though but broken because bethesda made it yeah probably <laughs> but no like i i just haven't given the game enough time playing it to like say one way or the other but i remember the hour that i put into it i was like it was okay yeah, I I just don't have patience for a huge game like Skyrim being as broken as it is, you know? Yeah. Like, like, no. If, if I'm going to play this huge AAA game, I just expect a certain level of polish and it's not there. Like, if I'm playing Seven Days to Die, that's fine that it's broken because it's super experimental and they're just doing crazy stuff and, like, that's yeah. fine. But I, I just can't handle it with a Skyrim well, what's broken, or Fallout. Though? Just, like, stupid stuff like save file corruption. Oh, that's and, like, true like getting stuck in like in the map and you can't get out or like uh like objectives won't trigger like yeah. you, you finish yeah, a mission true, and it won't actually. trigger the thing like like stupid stuff like that and i get it they made this huge world where you can do everything like you can do anything you want but it's like that is not enough of a draw for me to put up with like i have to do that two hour mission over again yeah it like a two hour mission in a game that does has like lame combat like no yeah. thank you no thank you um other music those are the ones that come to mind. <laughs> NFL Fever 2003. 
Oh yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. I can't even remember. Like I, I, I can't remember what it is. I can hear it, but I, I can hear it with the the Denver nineteen eighty three Broncos. Were... Yeah, the theme's like on the tip of my tongue, but I can't like get it out. It's like a, it's like an orchestral <sighs> thing, but it's like really, really good. It's so good. Um, that's all I can think of right now. I'm sure I could think of more if I thought about Banjo Kazooie. Banjo Kazooie. That's another one that's like you have yeah. to play Banjo Kazooie, but oh, so good. All right, uh, Rush Seventeen. I, I really like the uh, me music when you're making me's on the Wii. <laughs> Actually, all of the Wii like menu music is pretty good. Uh, Rush oh, Seventeen. Sorry. What are you playing for us? I just want to see what that music is real fast, and then we NFL can see her. Yeah, pull it up. Put it. Put it. Put it there on the mic. NFL Fever 2003. No, that's the Xbox starting. I remember that's, that's the yeah, that's like the clip yeah. thing, the highlight reel. Oh, this is fun to watch, all right? Okay, get past that. Sorry. Well now that's gameplay. Can you just search for soundtrack? I think. Or theme song? Oh, I did not. You dumb. Dumb. You dumb. I'm watching gameplay. Search for NFL Fever 2003 sound uh theme. As soon as I hear it, I'm gonna be like, oh yeah. That's so good. I don't know why that popped in my head. That was so random. Is she gonna get it? This is not it. I think it looks like it's even out here. There it is. There it is. And it's off here. I love it. I love it so much. Okay, right here, right here. <laughs> so good. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I love that. It is good. There you go. It is so good. That is actually a really good theme song. Ooh, that was 2002, actually. That was NFL 2002 that we were looking into. Okay, let's move on. Rush 17. Uh question how game-changing do you think these new deployable shields will be in siege will we see them used more for cover instead of just using them to block doorways um you can see through the shield yeah so i think i think it's going to be huge i think you're definitely going to see people like using that to mm-hmm. um to hold a doorway i mean it for I, I think the bigger thing than being able to see through it is that it's going to actually block the whole doorway like the the it will like attach to it right so the right there won't be those little cracks that you can get shot through especially by like a glass or whatever I think to like now you can't get shot like through the shield like even if you just have it anywhere else because they've mm-hmm. extended it a bit yeah. so you're not like your body's not getting shot when you don't think it should be sticking out right um and then I think you can have like this is another spot for ADSs right because frags gonna go towards there you're gonna try to get behind them or whatever if you have one in like the corner or something you can put an echo back there safe now in the corner yeah yep. put an ADS next to him yeah. I mean, unless Capital comes in, like he's in a pretty good position. Yeah, I, I will definitely pick them a lot more. Like, there's there is no gadget I will not pick over a, a shield. You know, like I'll I'll take impacts, I'll take barbed wire, I'll right. take everything over shields. Over shield. I, I yeah, never I never use pick it. Deployable shields. It was picked before a lot to like block certain windows to get in when that was it was a bug, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That they had finally fixed, and now we've seen a thing a decrease in them, right? The only times I have them is like by accident. Not only I'm like, oh, wait. I like the the ones where I would was like I used to do it on frost sometimes because obviously yeah. like the jump over the shield into a trap is a great combo. But then they give her bulletproof cameras. It's like I'm not gonna trade Intel for right. 
like a possible kill that probably won't right. happen. So, um, yeah, I, th- I think it's going to be super game changing. I can't wait to see that. Moving on to, okay, do we want to read all of these off your ideas? Yeah. So, uh, Ranger Vani, Ranger, Ranger Havni. Ranger Havni sent in uh some operator ideas so let's let's just do two and then maybe we'll circle back next episode and, and do some more okay i'll just start with the top two then uh tex female two armor two speed defender from the navy seals who shoots three explosive rounds from her gun when it, uh rb is clicked on console so these are not charges but bullets they do a lot of damage but complicated mechanics are involved she has smg and pump shotgun primaries and h8ck mk23 and desert eagle sidearm um okay so she shoots explosive rounds they're not charges but bullets so these like explosive like he rounds is what we're talking about here i think so so they would i think would they explode on impact is that Uh, yeah i I guess i'm not sure what you're getting at with that yeah especially when like we said there's a complicated mechanics involved Mm -hmm. like i don't know what exactly those are like it could be cool if there was some sort of i mean we'd kind of talked about in our operator ideas eh, shrapnel like in a way but it would be cool to have someone that had oh we did talk about someone that had bullets i could like pierce reinforced yeah walls yeah you didn't like it no i did not because <laughs> you didn't like the idea of him having a clip that he hunted out no not at all <laughs> Your face. I, people like shooting through reinforced walls is broken um i believe no but it wasn't that that you had a problem no, yeah with. i had it a problem with people like share... attackers having to spawn together or like someone having to run to him and pick yeah no <laughs> uh so if she could like shoot like so let's say she just had like three explosive bullets that uh-huh. could just like kind of destroy a wall pretty quick so mm-hmm. it's not habana or it's not sofia but it's just like <laughs> when it, i don't know <laughs> those are sound effects i just made up i guess is it like I mean, it seems like maybe you could use it to destroy gadgets that you don't have, like, quite a line of sight on or something. Or just, like, maybe it does a lot more damage to an operator. I don't know. It, it Like, it's a little unclear what exactly you're getting at with that. So, uh, give us some more uh, context and we'll answer. Uh, the next attack defender that we've got is Fortress. He has a male, one armor, three speed, Mossad defender with a fortress this fortress fits in a corner includes tall metal center plate and two deployable shields on the sides it takes 20 seconds to assemble and all shields have shooting holes he has a negev lmg and a stoner dmr for primaries and an uzi sidearm so this would be a a shore anchor right so this is basically like a deployable shield that's like a montane yeah that has uh holes you can shoot through so he's basically a hard, hard anchor, which we don't have really a very like super hard anchor, right? That like their whole thing is just anchoring down. Right. Um, so it would be good to have someone like this. I don't know if like, I mean, the new deployable shields are kind of going to do this mm-hmm. already in a way. Yeah. So I think, first of all, it's taking 20 seconds to set up is like probably way too long. Yeah, it's a very long time. Um, I would just say like, you know, maybe it takes seven seconds to put up, but you can't move it. Yeah. Um. So then like you can like get in and out of it i'm assuming i assume you're not stuck in there that would kind of suck a tall metal center plate and two deployable shields on the side so basically like you're covered standing up from one side and then like on your like leaning or like if you strafed a little bit then you would have like a, a chest high cover um it sounds interesting um i think like it might be really frustrating to play against 
it would make like Ashen Sophia must picks to be able to, I'm assuming you could destroy it with explosives. Um, but then again, like somebody like Tachanka who like has ostensibly something that would be really good, but, but it turns out that it's bad because he's stationary. Right. Like yeah. I think, I think being stationary is, is a huge weakness. So I don't know, like it, it could play out either way. I think either way it's, it's either going to feel underpowered or overpowered. He definitely has some good guns though. That Negev LMG and Counter Strike is a, a freaking laser. Cool. Um, interesting ideas. Let's uh, let's come back to that that question next week and get some more. Um, Steel Switch. How would you feel if Capkin got the air jab treatment? If an attacker were to try to run through this the trap, as the trap explodes, the operator flies backwards, same as the air jab effect, and still absorbing the damage from said trap. It doesn't make any sense. The people can just run right through an explosive trap and still push forward after getting hit with damage like they like like they vaulted over a shield. Yeah, I kind of agree. I, I understand his, like, why should you just be able to run through an explosive like that? Mm-hmm. I mean, you can just because, like, that's the game, right? Most games, like, you get hit by an explosive, you can still keep going. It just hurts you a lot. Right. But it would be cool to have that Capcom Trap actually do something at a door instead of just, like, doing 40 damage to someone. Yeah. Um... So I'm trying to think of what exactly happens right now. When you run through an explosive Capkin trap, doesn't it stop you sprinting? No. No. Okay. You but right but it. it does it does shake you up. Like a little bit. I feel like it's a pretty significant like It's if not like were, an Elamine or anything. No, it's, no. You're not like concussed, but like if you walk through like it it rumbles your screen, right? Yeah. And you're but it's like, not like you can't you can go in and like be aiming down sights on someone, it can go off on you and you can still like easily get the kill. Yeah. It's not like a I guess I, I always feel a little bit flustered when I run through it. Maybe that's just because, I don't know. It's maybe an explosion you weren't expecting, yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, I don't know. Like, I, I think, I wouldn't want it to be as as um, pronounced Big, an effect yeah, as, as an Nomad. Um, but it would be interesting maybe if it just, like, sort of threw you up against, like, the, the door jam or yeah. whatever. And you kind of had to, like, take a half second to, like, regain your balance and stand up or something. That would be kind of interesting. I think... In that case, five traps would be way too many. Yeah, I think it would help Capkin a lot to like hold the objective kind of, whereas like now you kind of put the traps in random places in hopes that it kind of hits someone like doing something weird. Yeah, that's what I do. I either like I'll either put them like sort of all over the objective. So like like especially if it's a slow team, I'll put it sort of all over the objective. So it's like when they get to that last second push, then like we're we got something to slow them down a little bit. Yeah. Otherwise, what I'll do a lot of times is like put them on entries or just kind of like in hot hallways that like people will probably just run through and not realize it's going to be there and just be softer. Right. Um, so yeah, it would be interesting to see that as a way to make his gadgets more, uh, strategic, I guess. Something, uh, to do in the test server. Yeah, for sure. Testy. (laughs) Testy. One, two, one, two. Okay. Uh, that's all the questions for today. Thank you guys so much for listening. We will hit you with another episode next Wednesday. Don't forget to subscribe on your favorite podcatcher. And uh, also, if you wouldn't mind, go leave us a review on iTunes. That helps out. Five-star reviews only, please. <laughs> yeah, those are the ones I actually accept. Um, I do see the other ones, and I, I do, I mean, I all glance at them. But five stars are the ones that I am okay with. So. <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. Catch you guys later. Just goodbye.